The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. I swear to God, my team jumped. Right in the jump. Right in the jump. And it's just one big party with Trey and JSK. What the f*** was that? Can I get up yet? Shut up. Here are your hosts, Trey, JSK, and Adam Martin from WrestleView.com. Welcome to Taboo Turkey Day, right here on Wrestling News Live. I am the Trey Dog, solo in the C23 studios, along with the funky white boy in the uh, C23 North Complex. That would be uh, Adam Martin from WrestleView.com. Adam, happy Turkey Day, brother. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you, too. And uh, it's been a long, long week of eating lots <laughs> of food. I'm glad it's over with right now. But, uh, yeah. We, we do have a lot of stuff to talk about, though. Yes, we so. do. And I want to start out the uh, Taboo Turkey Day with uh, thanking Corn for doing the uh, opening intro to Taboo Turkey Day. <laughs> Twisted Transistor. You might have heard that on a pay-per-view for the WWE sometime. I believe it was yeah. Taboo Tuesday, actually. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, what a coincidence. So I'm so. just glad they were willing to jump in and jump on the uh, WNL Taboo Turkey Day bandwagon. And it is the first show of its kind, you know. Yeah, we've never done this before. It's listener-controlled people. We put a poll up on the uh, website this week, and you could choose... Which uh, topics you wanted us to discuss? We had three different polls, and we we actually did it in kind of a, a slow time. I mean, I want to say we put it up for maybe two days, and then we had results pretty quickly. But normally, when we put a poll up, we give it about a week. But we gave this about two days tops, and then we closed it. So this is going to be interesting to see how these uh, results unfold. So and a lot of lot of votes. So thank everybody for voting because without you, this wouldn't be possible. It is all fan and listener interactive tonight's show. And that's why we dubbed it Taboo Turkey Day. Uh, JSK uh, dubbed it Taboo Turkey Day. Great name. It goes right there with the Christmas Craptacular that will be coming up next month. Looking forward to doing that. Not looking forward to recording it and getting it put together, but looking forward to hearing the final <laughs> outcome of it. So, Yeah, we're not fond of pre-recording at the moment. So no, I'm not a real big fan. a little fan. frustrated, then... Well, it's just it's just a lot more difficult to do this. You wouldn't think that it would be, but it really is a lot more difficult to pre-record than it is just to say, all right, click the live button and go. And we used to love um, pre-recording, and we were scared to go live. Yeah. And, and now we're like the total opposite right now. We would prefer live and then instead of having to pre-record. So. How many do you think, how many live shows for Wrestling News Live do you think we've done? Oh, well, we were doing it every week for a good two, three years there. I mean, I yeah. don't even, we were pre-taped for a while, but I, I prefer the live format just because you don't have to, it's just, I don't like this. But Well, I would say, I would say we've probably done over a thousand. At least, at, at least, least, I would say. You know, so, I mean, that kind of makes this a little difficult when you go back to this format. We're going to do the best we can with it. We hope you enjoy the ride. It is Taboo Turkey Day. Um, I enjoyed uh, Thanksgiving with the traditional uh, rib dinner from Buffalo Wild Wings and uh, <laughs> many, many shots of Jaeger and lots and lots of Coors Light. And I think the Pilgrims would have been proud. I really do. 
Yeah, and I think I thought the banner you made there for the website was really good. You and JSK is the pilgrims, and I'm the yeah. the only Indian. Yeah, well. So, the Native Actually, American kind. It's just the way it had to be. You know, and Taboo Turkey Day, a show that all of our listeners, I'm sure, are looking forward to. And, you know, Thanksgiving and wrestling go hand in hand. Back to the day when Tonto was in the steel cage with Christopher Columbus. And we all know how that turned out, and it wasn't good. So, no. But we're here to carry on. And, you know, big win for the Dallas Cowboys on Turkey Day. Big win for my Kansas City Chiefs on Turkey Day. Yeah, we had something to smile about. JSK did him when Arkansas lost. I know he's not here to yeah, defend himself. Yeah, he wasn't himself, happy about that. No. He's Oklahoma, probably still pissed about that. Oklahoma won today. They're going to the Big yeah. 12 championship. Thanks I did to, see that. Thanks to Texas for shitting their pants. We appreciate that. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Well, a lot of good stuff for us in sports. I mean, I know some other people probably aren't looking forward to the upcoming weeks because if they have a bad team with a bad record, there's no point watching anymore, especially in the NFL. Right. So, but The good thing is we as the Chiefs nation get 10 days off before we go to that juggernaut known as the Cleveland Browns. Have fun. Yeah, I think we should be okay on that one. I'm crossing my fingers on that. Not real hard. I always get the uh, New York football giants, as Chris Berman calls them. Well, so. you should feel pretty good about that. I mean, you know, it's not every quarterback in the NFL that can say he's boning Jessica Simpson. So, you know, the rumor, That's a rumor. That's the rumor, allegedly. You can't rumor. say that's a fact. Dude, allegedly. who doesn't want to stand up and raise their hand and go, yeah, that's me. I'm the one doing it. <laughs> they were asking him about that. Tony Romo is the only guy on the planet that goes, I don't know what you're talking about. What? Yeah, that'd be nice to brag about. I mean, let's let's be honest here. The guy isn't, you know, he 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 doesn't come from like Notre Dame or USC or even an no. Oklahoma program. He comes from what uh, Central Illinois or some shit like that. He, he was actually trying to qualify for the PGA tournament at one point. Went undrafted, career. basically yeah. was a walk on for the Cowboys. Then he gets a little bit of Jessica Simpson. He goes out and throws five touchdowns. Yep, ties a record so and uh, for, four and one with him at, at uh, the helm. So. That's right. For you NFL general managers, I think that should tell you everything you need to know. Basically, if you've got enough money, maybe you can get Jessica Simpson to sleep with your franchise's quarterback, and you too can have five touchdowns on Sunday. <laughs> I don't I even, I don't even play quarterback, and I would throw five touchdowns on Sunday if I got to sleep with <laughs> Jessica Simpson. I'm telling you right now. There you go. So oh, happy Turkey Day to me. All right, well let's jump into your taboo Turkey Day segment one. All right, here we go for segment number one. Your choices were Angle versus Samoa Joe from the TNA pay per view Genesis, Lita's retirement from the WWE, or the return of the old Survivor Series format. <laughs> Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe from TNA's Genesis pay-per-view. I'd like to say big shock here, however, not really. Uh, kind of knew that this was the one that would get voted on, although uh, you could do a little bit of a subject on uh, Lita's retirement. Um, you could also talk a little bit about the Survivor Series format as well. However, when this topic was posted, I, I told Adam, I said, this is the one. This is the one everybody's going to vote for. And so they have. This is segment one of the listener voted on Taboo Turkey Day right here on Wrestling News Live. Adam, surely you got a chance to catch this match. Yeah, and uh, I, I tried to balance these topics out a little bit, but this one, like you said, a little lopsided. It ended up with 63% of the vote altogether among the other two topics. So, yeah, like you said, a lot of people wanted us to talk about this, and it was one of the most hyped-up matches probably in the last couple months. And, you know, a lot of people either I – mean, a lot of people wanted to see this match. We all wanted to see it. I mean, this was a dream match, no doubt about that one. But the problem with it was is we thought it was going to be a little too rushed, and I think – we may have been right in the end. I mean, I know that the whole goal in this was that 
They're going to prime time. They want a hot feud, and what better than Kurt Angle's debut with another top star in TNA and Samoa Joe. And, you know, it's it's been a little bit since I've watched the match. I actually plan on watching it one more time, but I was never one of those people that agreed when, when critics of a wrestling show would say, you know, that match could have been really, really good if it had, you know, another 10, 15 minutes. But if you looked at your watch when they concluded that match, there was still a good 15 minutes left of the pay-per-view. And first off, I was not a fan of Kurt Angle winning the match. I thought Kurt Angle needed to lose. I thought Samoa Joe had more to lose if he had lost that match. I'm glad they had a decision. We had a lot of debate in our picks if they were going to do a, a flat-out winner or a draw, and I went ahead and said, listen, I think Samoa Joe's going to win. I was really confident in that pick, and I was actually pretty surprised that Kurt Angle won and that I thought Samoa Joe's undefeated streak was much more important than Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle could lose and still come back and get a rematch, but I just, you know, when you tie in everything like that all together, it just seemed like there was a lot of hype to it. It was a good match. It could have gone a little bit longer. And like I said, there was still a good 15 minutes left, and they actually shot it to Mike Tanay and Don West, and I thought they had another segment plan, and they didn't end up doing that. So it, 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 I don't want to say that the, the whole show was, was a bad pay-per-view, because you either really liked this pay-per-view or you didn't if you read right. the feedback. But the match itself was really good, solid in ring action. It just felt like it ended a little too soon for me, and I don't, I don't usually say that. Well, let's play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Let's do a little back and forth, actually. Uh, flip the script on this one, if you will. I know that a lot of people have weighed in their thoughts on this match. Let's be honest. This match was the match of the pay-per-view, the one everybody was looking forward to. That's why, you know, it was your main event, even though there was a title match on the pay-per-view. Uh, this was your main event, which I thought was a little odd, but then again, I got to thinking, do you want your title match to follow the hype and the buildup of this match being Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle. Um, three pages at last at my last count on our message board of yeah. uh, listeners weighing in on their thoughts of this match. Now, I had said in the message board, I'll say it again here on the show, uh, when I was at the Bound for Glory pay-per-view and we saw the interaction between Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe where the crowd was chanting, let them fight, let them fight, uh, somebody turned to me and said, when do you think... We'll actually see this match. And I said, if they're smart, at least two more pay-per-views before we get the payoff. However, don't fill the next two months with the same one guy runs in to attack the other and then they separate them. Because that would get old real quick. So I said, two months, you know, have them, have them play off of each other. Have them try to one-up each other for two months in every match they do as they go along. Then you've got a solid build-up to a solid match-of-the-year type match. And I, I too, am one of the many that think they rushed into this way too soon. I did enjoy the match. Don't get me wrong. However, let's do this. Let's say, let's say Samoa Joe wins that match. Now, does Kurt Angle lose any cred because it's his first ever match and it's his debut in TNA? Well, it's not his first match now. That It's his second match now that he made the new champion tap out the night before he got the belt. We'll probably get into that a little bit later on. Yeah. However, um, it's his second match basically in TNA. Um, does Kurt Angle lose anything if he loses this match? Does he lose any credibility? Uh, could it have been booked better if maybe Samoa Joe keeps the winning streak intact? and gives Kurt Angle the rematch, then Kurt Angle wins? Or are you just prolonging the inevitable? Um, or are you just wasting time? Because who cares whether Samoa Joe loses this month's pay-per-view or next month's pay-per-view? I mean, you have to split this. You can't have the one guy go over twice, can you? I mean, well, 
I, I just really wasn't a fan of sacrificing his undefeated streak just because Kurt Angle came to TNA. I mean, I understand he's a huge name. You want to build him up. But it's just, you know, that was, I mean, I think what Mike Tanay said, it was 18 months of him being undefeated. We right. all bought into the character. He was a badass. He went through everybody on the roster. He won the X Division title twice, I believe. And then he loses to a WWE guy right away. And that almost kills TNA in a way. That, you know, he's good enough to be undefeated for 18 months, go through all these guys, win two titles. But when he faces a WWE guy, a former world champion, he can't get by him. Yes, yeah, so and it makes him look very inferior. Yeah. As what would he have done if he was in WWE the whole time? This streak would have never lasted as long as it did. Exactly, and that, that was, and I know, and I know exactly what what you were saying with you know. Well, if he wins this month, then who wins the next month? Personally, I I say you know keep him undefeated. I mean, the, the payoff to me as a Samoa Joe you know fan, as someone that is you know is covering TNA, you want to see him stay undefeated till he wins the world title, and then it's just a huge payoff. You feel good about it. To me, I think that time is almost already gone. It, it, may, it may have passed already this this mid year almost. I think by Slammiversary, people were wanting it, and they kept pulling it back and saying, no, 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 we're not doing that yet quite yet. We're doing Sting, Jeff Jarrett. And I think that time of what the fans wanted to see Joe win the belt, that time has already passed. And now when he does win the belt, I don't think many people, I mean, people are going to pop for it. It's going to be a big deal. But right. I think at this point, people are like, you know, we've already waited too long for this. And, oh, here it is. Who cares now? now I think you've really killed his character by losing the angle this quickly. I agree. Now, I don't know that it was, you know, and I, but I, I, I somewhat agree. Let me, let me preface it with this. I agree that it was too early for this match, number one. I agree that, you know what, they waited too long to get the belt on Samoa Joe. To be honest with you, about the time he stole the belt from Jeff Jarrett and was carrying it around, that would have been the time to have done it. That would have been the time to have had the match and had him as your champion. And even earlier than that would have been a great time, back when people were just starting to chant, Joe's going to kill you. If the crowd's chanting, Joe's going to kill you, then they believe that Joe's going to kill somebody. And that's the kind of champion. How good of a story would it be to finally have that undefeated guy that goes all through the ranks, goes undefeated for almost a year and a half, finally wins the NWA world title. Then when you look at the guy that's got the title and he's undefeated and you've seen how he's undefeated and what he's gone through and the ass that he's kicked, you really believe that you've got a really credible guy that you'll put up against any company's champion. And yeah, and he was he was approaching two years of being undefeated, and now that's gone. Yeah, and but it's never going to come back again. By the same token, though, I I asked, I said this. You kind of touched on it. You said it was too early for him to lose to a guy that's just coming into the company from the WWE. You didn't feel it was right to sacrifice his undefeated streak. So I ask you again, if. You've got Joe going over then in the first match. In your booking eyes, Adam, if you've got Joe going over in the first match, who do you have in the rematch? Who would you take in the rematch? And if you say Kurt Angle, then what's the difference in losing this month as opposed to next month? I honestly, I, I know they would want to do a rematch right away, and I would still continue to go with Samoa Joe. And I know that the people are thinking, wow, you're killing Kurt Angle. But I say, why even do a rematch that quickly? I think you know Samoa Joe would have every right to say, listen, I just beat Kurt Angle. I should get a world title shot right now. Although now that's with Sting, Abyss, and Christian Cage. And Christian Cage, you know, the storyline with that one, I'm enjoying that. He has every right to keep going for it. Yeah, he's um, undefeated he never too. Fairly he lost never lost it. it. But, but it just, I mean... 
it, it's it, it was coming to that point where I was I was kind of starting to side with the people where they said you know well you know what it is a little too fast but let's just let it play out let's enjoy it for what it is and I actually was starting to do that but I was really upset with the finish and I didn't like the way it happened and I think the crowd even felt a little you know strange having to cheer right off the bat and it just it just felt like all those that that year and a half was just it just crumbled and right. it's like what's the point now I mean really what was the point to begin with I mean I understand they couldn't think of possibly the the idea of Kurt Angle jumping a TNA. No one did. But it just seems like you know he he's only been there for two months, and bam, you haven't beat the undefeated guy. That well, just doesn't make any beef. sense. Here's my beef, and it's a beef with TNA booking. I mentioned this on the message board. I'll say it again live here on the show. Um, it's easier to translate my, my feelings vocally than it is to type them out. Um, I went in and I posted a topic on the Genesis pay-per-view about booking and the way things went. And I, I, I compare this to, and Adam, you and I have talked about this on the show, when you get that feeling of you feel embarrassed for somebody that's doing something stupid on television, you get that feeling in your gut like, oh, I don't, I don't want to watch this because this is embarrassing, I feel bad, you know? Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, it's kind of the same feeling that I got when I watched the Genesis pay-per-view because I felt at times like I was losing my breath. It felt like things were getting away, and things were getting way out of control and way out of hand, and there was no way to fix this. And I compared it to a sandbag with a big hole in it. The more sand that pours out, you try to scoop it all back in with your arms, but you just can't because there's so much coming out. You can't possibly get it all back in the bag to fix it. And that's how I feel about the Genesis pay-per-view. And I'll tell you why. It's things just like this. All right, if you watched Impact this Thursday, you found out that there will be a rematch between Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. How much better would it have been if they had stuck with what Kurt Angle did at Genesis? After he got the win and Joe asked for the rematch, he blew him off. You yeah, know, the he wiped he his own out. blood, and he wiped <laughs> his own blood, flicked it into his face, into yeah. Samoa Joe's face, and walked up the ramp as if to say, screw you, I've already beaten you. What do I have to gain by... by, by wrestling you again now a week later not even a week later it was the next night when they taped the thursday night impact now he's agreed to do this match and what's this you watch my back and i'll watch your back shit I yeah mean, and then and then they, they if you've listened to the promo for the turning point pay-per-view it says kurt angle is going after the world title right and that's the direct opposite of what we're going to see on December 10th. So it just, I, I almost think like they, they have ideas and they forget about them and they go, oh crap, we have to do that now. And it just, I, I know I was one of the, the person, I, maybe one of the few to say, listen, you know, Vince Russo has a record. He has a track record. I'm going to give him a chance. I'm going to let this play out. It's been longer than, it's been at least two months now with, with him in power. He is in full control of this primetime debut. It's not really going the way. I, mean, it, you know I know it feels we, we like? say this you every time, like? but it a lot of people like... are just tuning in for the first time, and they're seeing the product, and they say, eh, no thanks, and they tune right. out. Right, but it feels to me like you've got, Adam, you're booking, you're booking Impact, and I'm booking Impact, and we're both not speaking to each other. I'm writing down what I want to happen. You're writing down what you want to happen, and then we're both getting a little bit of what we want, but neither one of us are getting completely what we want, so it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and it's it just really like, doesn't. It's just like, and you'll hear it coming up in our commercial break. I'll make sure and play the commercial break that has the uh, the uh, pay-per-view commercial for Turning Point. If you listen to the commercial, you would be led to believe that at this pay-per-view, Kurt Angle is going to be going for the for the NWA World Heavyweight title, but he's not. Matter of fact, what he is doing is wrestling a rematch with Samoa Joe. So if his win over Samoa Joe wasn't enough, 
now he's got to, it starts now, according to the pay-per-view, uh, the commercial. It starts now. Why does it start now? Why did it start when he beat the, the champion two weeks ago and made him tap out, the guy that's now got the belt? Why didn't it start when he beat the undefeated Samoa Joe? Oh, now it starts because you need something to say on a pay-per-view commercial. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you just said right there, for the you title. made the current champion tap out uh, two weeks ago. Made him look like a little bitch. Maybe now he's nowhere out. near that area. He's not getting a title shot. He's and we're not talking about a champion. Backwards. We're not talking about a champion that defied all the odds and went out and kicked the, the, the champion's ass to, to, to win the belt. No, yeah. the champion disqualified himself, basically handing the title to Abyss. And it's really hard to explain this to somebody who is maybe watching the product for the first time and they exactly. listen to that and they say, "Wow, that's stupid." Yeah, why and is this going on? What happened here? What caused this? Well. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and we don't know because we're we trying to explain know. it, and we're, and we're confused. Just, we're just as confused as TNA is, and I, I always see this all the time. There's there's a really good TNA pay per view, and then the next, you know, the the following week when when they do Impact, people watch that show and they're like, "Wow, what the hell's going on? This is stupid." And everybody always says TNA takes two steps forward and two steps back, just like you know the the, the famous song by Paul Abdul, and didn't mean to reference that on purpose, wow. but but, we, but ladies it, and gentlemen, on Taboo Turkey Day, we had a Paula <laughs> Abdul reference. Yeah. Exactly, but it feels that way. I mean, it's like they're making progress, and then they say, eh, let's pull it back a couple steps here and do something total. And I'm really sick of these overblown stipulation matches on Impact with all these confusing, you know, storylines and stip. I'm sick of that. Quit doing that. We don't, that, that's not what you need to do. They, it's almost like they're on purposely trying to confuse the viewer. And, you know, they have such an opportunity here, Trey. I mean, I was listening to Jeff Jarrett on that conference call he did. He was making some really solid points. There's been no one in the history of professional wrestling in four and a half years, or even four years for that matter, that has gone from from what they've done with the pay-per-view to Fox Sports Net to cable television on Spike TV to get monthly pay-per-views. No one has ever done that in the history of wrestling. They have such an opportunity. They're now in prime time. There's going to be a lot more eyeballs watching, but they're kicking themselves right in the ass by doing all these weird, strange booking methods. It just makes no sense. And I... I, I don't even understand how people in the company see this taking place and go, yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. That No, it doesn't. We're confused. We are confused, TNA. It's We're like wearing a, a jacket and a sweater with a pair of shorts and flip-flops. It just doesn't work. It's not exactly. supposed to be that way. And you know the one thing that's not there now that's been, that's been there from, since day one? Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. So you're trying to tell me that by pulling him off TV, it causes this kind of chaos? Wow, and that's what everybody wanted. They said, "Get Jeff off TV; it'll make the product better." It's just Did as it? confusing. Did it? No, no, I think it made it worse. Almost made it worse. Yeah. I don't know. I think we've covered that. That's your first segment right there of Taboo Turkey Day. You wanted our thoughts on uh, Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe. You got them. We're definitely not done discussing this, as it's going to be no. a hot topic. We'll probably carry it over to next week's show. Right here I'm sure, we will. I'm sure people are going to want to call in and talk about that one. Right. Probably, right. You know. We'll get your thoughts next week. Next Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, audiowrestling.com, tpsradio.net, and right here on wrestlingnewslive.net. Uh, let's uh, do a Taboo Turkey Day News Minute with the funky right. one, Adam Martin from WrestleView.com. 
All right, The Undertaker currently has what has been described as a severe rib injury that he suffered during the WWE's recent tour of Europe. Undertaker worked a few dates during the tour overseas wearing a rib protector at house show events and is still slated to work the Survivor Series pay-per-view against Mr. Kennedy this Sunday, but will be very limited in what he can do. According to his official website, Jim Ross has signed a new contract with the WWE last week at the Raw taping in Baltimore. Ross's previous WWE contract expired at the end of October, and he had been working with an extension deal. And Finally, WWE's Deep South Wrestling Developmental Territory has now started to find wrestlers, get this tray, $500 for breaking kayfabe or character while they're in public places together such as bars or restaurants. Now, while they may not sound like a lot to a lot of people, it should be noted that many developmental talents are only paid $500 a week. So with your Wrestling News Live News Minute, I am Adam Martin of www.wrestleview.com. We'll be back with more Taboo Turkey Day right after this. You're listening to Wrestling News Live on AudioWrestling.com. Are you a WWE fan that stands out from the rest? Prove it and we'll put you on TV. Got a ring for stats? A great story to tell? We want to hear from you. Go to Raw at USANetwork.com for details. Who are some of the people that listen to TPSRadio.net? This is Britney Spears. This is Alan. Ed McMahon. Hey, this is John Bon Jovi. Hi, this is Larry King. Hi, this is Matt Burnett. This is Paul B. We're from Loverboy. Hi, this is Madonna. Hi, this is Tina Turner. Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, is the Girls. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hi, this is Red Rock and Sammy Hagar. Okay, maybe they don't really listen to TPSRadio.net, but you should. Check us out. TPSRadio.net, the people's sports radio network. He is an Olympic gold medalist. A six-time world champion. The supreme athlete of his sport. Now, the greatest wrestler alive today seeks the most prestigious title in all of wrestling. Kurt Angle's pursuit for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship begins. TNA Wrestling presents Turning Point. Live Sunday, December 10th on Pay-Per-View. The Owl that came. And now, back to the wrestling show that's for the fans, by the fans. Wrestling News Live. Back to you guys. Oh, hell. All right, everybody, welcome back to the only show cooler than the special features on the K-Fed Britney sex tape. That would be uh, Wrestling News Live and Taboo Turkey Day. I am the trade dog alongside uh, the funky one himself, joining us from WrestleView.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live, the one that everybody else in the wrestling world tries to copy off of. And yeah, and you know, it really it got to a new low this week. I mean, when you, you thought it could get really low, but it got extremely low. Um, buddy of mine who reports on the website, Jay Flanagan, he put up a uh, message just kind of wishing everybody, you know, a happy Thanksgiving. You know, that's normally what we do on the website. Right. And these guys were so lazy that they literally copied that whole statement and replaced any mentions of WrestleView.com with WrestleZone.com. <laughs> And there's a lot of people, and I, I saw a few of them on our own message board, that think that I'm actually the one who, who steal from them. 
and that's really what it, it's come to almost these days. So yeah. <sighs> oh, well. can't even, and I, there's nothing I can do about it. I, I can email good. them all I want, but they're, they're some of the most immature people you've ever dealt with. They don't care, and they'll keep on doing it because they're still making money. That's all. So. That's what it's all about. Crime time, baby. Yeah. Crime time. So all right. I'm sorry about the background noise too. There's fucking. I'm still in, in, having Thanksgiving at the moment. Right, but, you're in the middle of your Thanksgiving festivities. As but we've been, we've been done for a while, but everyone decided to be really loud right now in the background. So you know, well, that's because about it. you're chops burgundy, and that's the place to that's the place to be. Yeah, I know. So I mean, if I had to go party somewhere, <laughs> bet your ass it'd be over at Chops Burgundy's house. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> All right, here we go. Time for your uh, second segment. Did you catch the uh, pay-per-view commercial that was in the commercial break right there? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I hope everybody did. Uh, NWA World Title starts now, begins now, or begins or whatever. And they should have done one of those like car commercial disclaimers at the end where the guy talks real fast. Yeah. Except he won't be wrestling for the title at this pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, but they didn't, so you know. But hey, I'm sure that they'll uh, figure out some way to make it all make sense. I don't know how, unless they do a big five-way dance, or the winner of the Joe Angle match takes on the winner of the three-way match for the title, and I, that would get too crazy. Pretty confusing enough, I think. Yeah, it's my head already <laughs> hurts trying to figure all this shit out. So I'd I'd really hope they don't do that. But stranger things have happened. All right, segment number two of the first ever edition of Taboo Turkey Day, right here on Wrestling News Live, the only show of its kind, ladies and gentlemen. The first ever listener interactive voted on wrestling radio show. We're only going to discuss what you voted on, and we gave you those options. And now it's time for section two, segment number two of Taboo Turkey Day, right here on Wrestling News Live. All right, here we go with your segment number two of Taboo Turkey Day. Your choices were Abyss wins the NWA World Heavyweight title, the debut of Vince McMahon's ass cartoon, or the WWE's tribute to the troops event in Iraq. Abyss wins the NWA World title. I kind of knew this one was coming, too. That's why I didn't want to talk too much about this. In the first segment, uh, lots of votes on this segment as well. Adam, what was the breakdown? Uh, final totals here for the poll. This was another one. This was actually an even larger margin than the first one. Uh, 76% of the voters decided that we should talk about Abyss winning his first ever NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And, um, you know, this was something that we had always wanted to see. And right. if you listen to our show last week, none of us picked the best. We no. all were very confident that Sting would win and that he would go on to face whoever at the next month's show. And I don't think that that was a bad thing because, you know, it was a safe pick to take. Um, you've always called the best trade the bridesmaid when it comes to world title shots. We've right. seen him, God, I, I would dare say at least four or five, at least, that he's gotten in TNA and maybe more. And he's become number one contender quite a bit. And he's just never gotten the title. We just kind of assumed he was a transition guy, someone you throw in there if, if you're not quite sure where you want to go long term in TNA. Right. And I, I got to admit, you know, someone like myself, you know, like like yourself, Trey, with, with JSK as well, we knew that rule, but we kind of forgot about it because TNA hadn't enforced it. And I would, it had come say up. At least, at least two years, I would say, maybe two, three years. You know, yeah. not not since the Nashville days have they used this rule where the title can change hands in the DQ, and Mike Tanay had to bring that up on the mic. And that's another problem with TNA is that they don't really clarify the rules very much. And there's a lot of matches where you know weapons are involved, and in a WWE match you would be DQ'd automatically. Right. But in TNA, you know that that all flies right in front of the referee's face. But you know, I was really surprised when you know Abyss went through those tables, and then. 
they started doing the lengthy, uh, which which I thought dragged slightly. They could have sped that up a little bit, but maybe they they knew how much time was left and they were trying to drag it out as much as possible. But gotta say, I was very very surprised. I was so surprised I called you Trey right after this decision was made. <laughs> so I mean, because none of us picked it, none of us saw this coming. I really right. enjoyed that aspect of the show and that I was not expecting a title change. Yeah, I love the fact that I was change. fooled. I love the fact that I was fooled. However, if you go back and you listen to the show where we made our predictions, you'll see a part in there where I said, you know, the smart choice obviously is Sting. But if this is a guy that can't show up and be there for every show because he's too big to be there every week, then put the title on somebody that's going to be there week in and week out and show up for every impact taping. Don't just cut away to a clip you recorded months ago of the guy up in the rafters looking down. I want him to be there. I want him to be live and involved and defending that title or doing something with the title on every Impact show. That's what you do when you're the champ. That's what you have to do if you're the champ. Um, I thought something was a little funny when they set the tables up in the first place with the barbed wire. And yeah. and I told I even looked at JSK and I said, there ain't no way Sting's going through that. Ain't happening. But then again, I was surprised that he actually took the tax. I would. I thought he was going to reverse out of that or do something. I was really, you know, I give Sting props for taking that bump. He doesn't have to do that, but he did it. And he did it, and he sold it well. Um, the tax stayed stuck into most of his back for the remainder of the match. The part I could have done without was them hoisting Abyss up. That took a long time. To... That was hard for them to get the straps, number one, the straps on his feet. Sting couldn't get Abyss up high enough to clip the damn cable to the ring, so he had to have whoever was at ringside taking pictures help him out. Yeah. You know, and say, here, look kind of goofy, and yeah. It just looked bad. It shouldn't have been in the match. It should have been something that they should have tried first and said, okay, it didn't work very good this time. Let's just not even do it in the match. Let's scrap it. However, we're not here to pick apart the match itself, but here's a guy that, you know, Adam, you just brought it up. I've called him the bridesmaid of TNA wrestling when it comes to title shots, because how many times... Has Abyss had the title shot, like you said, Adam, when they can't think of anybody else to put in there storyline-wise, Abyss is a nice, comfortable fit. This made it even better because you've got the guy with all the religious background going against a guy managed by a guy calling himself the devil, you know, who looks like the devil, um, James Mitchell. Um, I, I do want to point out, and JSK even brought this up immediately following the match. He said... Sting did exactly what Jim Mitchell said he was going to do. Jim Mitchell said, I, he said it in the pre-show, he said it on the pay-per-view itself in his interview backstage, Sting, my monster abyss is going to make you do things you never thought you could do. My monster abyss is going to lead you down a highway of hell and which you will willingly follow. Which is exactly what he did. They did a great job of tying the promo into the actions that took place in the match because it fit exactly like they said it was going to fit in the promo. Sting went down the highway of hell. He did everything Abyss wanted him to do, and he did it willingly. It was almost as if they had planned, which of course they did because that was the, the way they went with it. But, I mean, it was almost like they came right out and said... We're going we're gonna to make you disqualify yourself because we're smart enough to know that in TNA, the title will change hands. Although we didn't really... <laughs> I mean, we, we knew about the rule, but that was my only gripe with it. Yeah, but oh, yeah That that's... was the first thing I said. The very first thing I said when, when, when Rudy rang the bell, I looked at JSK and I said, you do know titles still change on a disqualification in TNA. And to which JSK replied, they used to. 
but we hadn't seen it come up and it hadn't come into play. So it was yeah, almost like years. they they could have gone the other way. Mm-hmm. Boy, it wouldn't have made any sense to the long-term TNA followers like myself and you and everybody that's watched since day one. But, I mean, they it was, to me, they did exactly what they wanted to do with the promo, and Sting did exactly what Abyss wanted him to do in the highway of hell. He let him, and Sting went willingly. Sting got so frustrated and angry and upset that he lost all control and got himself disqualified. Now, but my point was is that if, if Abyss has always been the bridesmaid of TNA when it comes to title matches. He always gets there, but he's never good enough to actually win. That's where the bridesmaid thing comes in. Always good enough to be a bridesmaid, never good enough to be the bride. Um, to me, is he still the bridesmaid because he really didn't pin Sting 1-2-3 to win this title? Well, it does make him look a little weak. I mean, he's taken that bump before through the barbed wire and even through tax. And we're used to seeing that abyss bump. I mean, that's just something that he always does. And that's his character. You know, if he's not going for the world title, he's in a big stipulation match with somebody else on the roster. And I I think you're right in that it it might have slightly hurt his credibility. I mean, I know they played it up on Impact this week as, you know, he played right into our game and now we got the title and he doesn't. And that really does make a lot of sense. It's probably one of the only things that's making sense right now in TNA's booking committee. But I just, they accomplished, if if I had to say one good thing, they accomplished a shocker, which is something that you normally can't do in wrestling. But what they didn't accomplish is making us feel like Abyss was worthy of winning that title last Sunday night. Because, like you said, Trey, he looked weak. He he was the one, you know, in, in the barbed wire convulging with the world title on himself while Sting was, you know, ready to go and, you know, rived up. So... At the end of the day, I think we're going to have to see how this plays out. If they have him retain a turning point with Christian and Sting involved, um, you have Tyson Tomko now involved with Christian on his side. You have James Mitch with the best and Sting all by himself. Does Sting recruit somebody? Um, there's a lot of possibilities, but it's going to be really interesting to me to see if they just continue Abyss as world champion or they go ahead and they, they throw it on Sting or Christian Cage. or Probably Christian Cage would be your, your top candidate. I think it would almost be good if they would just let Abyss beat them both and retain. And if you really want to shock, I got a shocker for you. I got the magic ink pen. You know, they alluded to Sting and his faith and how Sting has even alluded to his faith. faith and, you know, the, the promos that he cut as the, the champion for that month that they aired on TNA about how this title is going to stand for this and that. And they quote scriptures and everything. And Jim Mitchell even said in his promo, one of the things he said was, when you're beaten and broken and you look to your maker... Where will that get you? It will get you nowhere. He will not be there for you, Sting. He will not be there for you. What would be absolutely kick-ass is if they were correct. And Sting finally said, you know what, the old can't beat him, join him thing. And he starts, you know, developing that that anger and that attitude. And, you know, maybe goes back to painting his face red and wearing the red tights and joins Jim Mitchell as his follower. Yeah, you never know. I mean, that that's could be a different. And, yeah. It would be very different. That's a possibility. Um, you got to throw in the Christian Cage factor because he hasn't lost. He's undefeated. And with Samoa Joe's undefeated streak, that was kind of swept under the rug. Yeah. And now Christian, he has more, almost more credibility yeah. than Samoa Joe does. I mean, it took Christian <laughs> It took Christian to come out and actually say, hey, look, don't forget about me. I'm still undefeated, too. Yeah. You know? Um I'm still, I'm still just. I mean, it's just there's just so much, and it's yeah. just, you're trying to calculate it all and, and make it make it make sense. Here's a guy wearing the NWA World Title, 
that is now in a three-way match to defend that just tapped out to Kurt Angle the night before the show, two nights before the show, on the primetime two-hour debut. Tapped out. Now you've got Kurt Angle, who's got to be obviously in the eyes of it, if there were a quote-unquote championship committee. Kurt Angle's got to be above Samoa Joe. Christian Cage is above Samoa Joe. Sting is above Samoa Joe. Abyss is above Samoa Joe because he's got the title. Yeah. You know? It should almost be those what, four guys what, instead of yeah, a what, rematch. I mean, what, what do you do now? I mean, it's just a, <sighs> you, you've set much. yourself up for failure too, too much. And it's, it's that two-hour thing that we were talking about, how we thought that they were able to accomplish way more in two hours. And now that they're back to the one-hour deal, although, you know, I, and this is something I'm going to get to. Uh, well, I guess I thought I was going to get to it. Maybe I'm not on my newsman as I read my notes over here. But Spike TV was very, very impressed with the rating that TNA drew on their primetime debut two weeks ago. Um, it was a 1.0. It was two points up from what they had been averaging for the last few months. Now, it wasn't the 1, 2, 1, 3, 1, 4 that TNA was hoping for. But with Spike happy, that could lead to a potential second hour. Maybe a little better time slot. I mean, I think the time slot they're in now at the prime time it's is fine. an accomplishment in itself. It's fine. But they just need yeah, that it's, second yeah, hour. Yeah, it's fine. They need that second hour. And yeah. I'll give them credit because their one hour this week, they made it fit. They, they, I mean, it didn't feel as rushed, even though it was still just one hour. Um, but they've got, to, they've got to fix things internally right now, man. They're bleeding from the inside. You know, they've got internal bleeding right now, and they've got to figure out a way to stop that because they're just hurting themselves right now. And I don't want to um, say that it's Dixie Carter's fault because she was the one that decided to call Vince Russo. Jeff Jarrett had nothing to do with that. And I don't know if, if Jeff is kind of going to be the guy that sits back and says, you know, I told you so. But they've had to talk really, really nice about Vince Russo in interviews. Anybody else on that roster that's, ta- that's asked about Vince Russo, they put him over. They say he's a changed man and stuff like that, but... You know, is it really better from the other booking community from, from that we saw a few months ago? I mean, we the, the, it was such a big month in September in that we had the big announcement, this major announcement of TNA with Kurt Angle. That same month, we we heard that Vince Russo was coming to the writing team. They were breaking up the old booking committee. We were expecting a lot of changes. It was it was kind of a much needed kick in the ass for TNA because, like you were saying, Trey, it was getting a little boring for a while. There it was kind of the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. And with them approaching prime time, they wanted you know they have a new star in Kurt Angle. They have a new booker in Vince Russo. We were expecting something good, and we're approaching December now. And I and I even made this statement on our show a few months ago. At that point, I think we have every right to be judgmental and critical, and I think we've come to that point now where we can say, listen, is this working or is it not working? And it's going to be interesting to see if TNA responds to that because they do listen to their fans. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking. You've got Kurt Angle. You've got Joe. You've got Sting. You've got Christian Cage. Uh, let's see who. It's a deep division. I will give them that. This. It's a deep division. I mean, look at the WWE's current title situation on both sides, both brands. Yeah. It's nowhere near what TNA is doing right now. Um, TNA only has one hour. But am I leaving anybody out that's in the main title picture here? Angle, Joe, Sting, Christian Cage, Abyss. You've got to throw Jeff Jarrett in there. I would. Yeah. Um, I don't think of anybody else that would even be considered a contender. But no, I can't. I can't think of anybody else. But that's. That's six people right there, and only one guy can really challenge for the title at a time and make it and make it work. You can't do the, the you know the three way dances every month. Yeah. So that leaves you four other top stars with nothing to do. 
That, and then Dave, 60 minutes, which is 42. And you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, just do, you can't just do a 42-minute show with those six guys because you've got tag team divisions. You've got uh, X division. You know, you've got LAX and their flag-burning segments going against America's Most Wanted and all that shit. You've got... And what, and what really suck too, is Monday, they had to take three work... Uh, I'm sorry, three weeks, if I can say that word. Three weeks worth of television. Right. Because... They normally do a, a format where they take two weeks worth, take a, you know, they take a week off, and they're back again. They're there once every week. But with Turning Point taking place on December 10th, they had to take three weeks. And so with, within the, the pay-per-view, you have Genesis. The next day, you have three weeks, weeks of TV. And then you're, and then you're back the, and three weeks later with, with another pay-per-view. And you've you right. got to rush this pay-per-view. And I don't know if that's a, a telling sign of, of how the schedule is right now. Um, if that needs to be changed. I mean, I know December's a tricky month because they can't do a show on December 3rd. That's the ECW show. December 10th was pretty much the only date that works because the, the week after that one you have, um, what is it? Is it Armageddon with SmackDown? Right. Um, so you, it's a tricky month because they, they don't want to go against competition, and I understand that was the only date that was going to work, but it just sucks. Like you said, Trey, we hate the TV taping format. It just it really kills the shows. Oh, yeah. And, and you can tell, I mean, Watch Impact this week. You can really tell when they when they chop that show up. You can tell when someone's in the ring on the mic, and all of a sudden the pyre goes off, and oh my god, someone's in the ring. It's almost like they just all of a sudden appear out of nowhere. Right. You know, I mean, you you can tell when they chop it up. Well, I mean, and it's so it it's so bad. It's so bad, Adam, that this last week the Naturals didn't even get an entrance. No, they were just in the ring when they. They're the Naturals. Christopher Daniels came out, and you bury those guys after they got a big victory over Team 3D, and then they get a big victory. At the pay-per-view. And then you get them in there and you, you, you squash them to two guys that are breaking up and never going to tag team together again. That, that was their final. They said it themselves. This is their final match as a tag team. And they go over on the Naturals who were on a roll and just destroyed Team 3D. Just what? I don't get it. Also, you could have maybe, them. Maybe we're not smart enough to understand this. Well, story. also, also <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, seriously. Also, you could have them get pissed off at each other and walk out. Well, you could have done that after a loss. Yeah, it's or easier have, to do. Or just have one guy walk out, one guy left. Bam, Naturals get the win. Yeah, I mean there were so many other ways you could have done this, and it would have made much more sense than having them win the match and then start fighting. But then, would you get mad if they had pinned Christopher Daniels as an X Division champion? No, but you know they're not going to pin AJ Styles. They should have. AJ should have taken that loss. And kudos to the Dudleys for getting demolished by the Naturals and letting them beat their ass at their own game. You know, that just shows you now the Dudleys are willing to lay down and go one, two, three. But, but now they're overseas in Japan because that, that's another thing that's really killed Team 3D and TNA. They take all these overseas bookings and it really they, they can do a, a program, but then they have to take a couple weeks off or a couple months off. But, I mean, just, it just doesn't make any sense. The Naturals just destroyed Team 3D, Team 3D at their own game, the tables game. Then they, tur- they turn around, they have a big win, and they come out against AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels who are tagging for the last time ever. And they let them go over on a team that's on a roll and that's going to stick together and that has a storyline going? Why? <sighs> it's frustrating. I mean, you as, think as you know wrestling. covers this and both tries to enjoy <laughs> you, it for yeah, entertainment. You think you, know, you think you know wrestling, but TNA will show you week in and week out that you don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good statement right there. All right, that is section segment number two, rather, of your Taboo Turkey Day right here on Wrestling News Live. Uh, let's go ahead and get a Taboo Turkey Day news minute with the funky one, Adam Martin of WrestleView.com. 
All right, TNA is looking at running several of its monthly pay-per-view events outside of Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida next year. TNA is currently looking at cities in the Midwest with Chicago and St. Louis as being rumored as the top candidates. Uh, the Canada-U.S. border, cities in the southeast, and Texas as possible pay-per-view sites for 2007. Uh, last month's Bound for Glory pay-per-view is estimated as doing around 50,000 buys so far and could go on to become TNA's most purchased monthly pay-per-view event to date. Final resolution back in January of this year, which featured Sting's return to TNA, drew around 55,000 buys, as it has been the highest buy rate ever since for TNA. And finally, TNA will be making its debut in Monterey, Mexico on Saturday night with a big show at the 15,000-seat Arena Monterey. Uh, Kurt Angle has been the main focus of advertisement for this event in Mexico. It should be noted, though, that the Wrestling Observer reported on Friday that things weren't going exactly smooth with the event so far, so it should be very interesting to see where this goes. So with your Wrestling News Live News Minute, I'm Adam Martin with www.russellview.com. And make sure, if you go to watch that event in Mexico, you take your pantalones. We'll be right back with more. More Taboo Turkey Day on Wrestling News Live. Hi, this is Vince McMahon from the World Wrestling Federation, and you found the right spot for great entertainment. So keep listening right here, right where you are. No chance, that's what you got. Monday, who survived the Survivor Series? Did co-captain CX finally silence Team Rated RKO? And did a giant fall to the WWE champion? I guarantee you, it'll be a night you'll never, ever forget. Raw Live, Monday at 9, only on USA. Hey, this is Charger Ray from Bolt Talk, your San Diego Chargers podcast. Every week we bring you the latest happenings in San Diego Chargers football. You can find us on iTunes, or you can visit us on the web at www.polltalk.com. Money, fame, celebrity. That's not why they do it. They risk it all because they live for the rush and the thrill of making the crowd leap to their feet. They do it because you're out there week after week, cheering, believing, screaming their names. This is TNA, wrestling for fans. Enough said. TNA Impact, Thursdays at 11, only on Spike. Well, it's a big show. Oh. Here are your hosts, Trey, JSK, and Adam Martin from WrestleView.com. I bet that fella can put away some turkey. Welcome back to Taboo Turkey Day. I am the Trey Dog, and my tag team partner this week is Adam Martin from WrestleView.com. And Adam, I don't know if you've played any of the SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. Not yet. No, I'm. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm probably gonna rent a copy. Rent I don't it. know if I'm gonna rent purchase it, it quite yet. But, Trust yeah. me when I tell you. Um, set aside a weekend. Rent the game. Um, because here's what I've run up against. I went through and created my own character, the Trade Dog. Uh, wrestled with my own character, uh, the Raw. I made myself a Raw superstar, and I, I know we went over this a little bit last week. Um, made myself a Raw superstar, and of course, your goal is to win the the Spinner Belt. On Raw, and so I finally do that, and then I get mixed up in a storyline with Masters and Trish Stratus, to where Trish somehow wins the title. Even if you win the match, the cutscene afterwards shows Trish screwing both of you and winning the title herself. 
so she literally screws you, or you? Well, no, 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 no. Okay, not, that'd be cool. That'd be better. Be a much better game. Um, but Stephanie McMahon comes out and says, "No way, no way. We can't have a female holding the world heavyweight championship." Blah 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 blah. Eventually, long story short, to cut to the chase here, you get the title back, and immediately upon winning the title, you get traded to SmackDown. <laughs> Seriously, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> So you win the title, you get traded to SmackDown. However, they say, hey, you can't take the uh, WWE title to SmackDown. It's property of Raw. However, you will be awarded the World Heavyweight Championship upon arriving at SmackDown, which they do. They give you the belt. So you start out at SmackDown as the champ. I wrestled through almost an entire season as a SmackDown superstar, won the belt again at WrestleMania, retained my title, um, to then after that it starts showing the credits as if storyline mode is over. So I thought, okay, well, shit, I'll just watch the credits. Maybe something will happen at the end of the credits. Nothing happens. Uh, it takes you back to the title menu, to which I collect, I clicked uh, uh, season mode again and noticed that it said I could continue. And I thought, well, that's kind of odd. So I did. I continued. The next storyline was new. I hadn't done it yet. It was a storyline where Triple H becomes the general manager of Raw, mm. and uh, Vince McMahon takes some time off, but Vince says, before I go... I would like to name Edge as the new number one contender. Well, Triple H comes out the very next night and says, no, that's not going to happen. I don't believe Edge is a viable number one contender. And he basically screws Edge out of his number one contendership. He puts you in all these different kinds of matches. He says all month long he's trying to find who the best candidate would be. And then, of course, in true Triple H fashion, he comes out and says, after doing some thinking, I can only think of one guy that could be a worthy number one contender, and he's got three initials, H-H-H. Hmm. So then you end up fighting Triple H. I beat Triple H. The very next night on Raw, Triple H is out in the ring in his suit, going to talk smack to where Vince McMahon shows up and basically says, you're one step away from being fired. You're, I'm removing your general managership back on the active roster. You go, blah, 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 blah. To where you go through another month of storylines to where right before the pay-per-view, Triple H shows up with a signed contract that he had legalized while in office as general manager, guaranteeing himself another title shot. So there's a three-way with you and Edge and Triple H. I retain my title in that match, and then the storylines start repeating themselves. Things that I've already done, things that I've already seen, and I'm just like, well, oh, shit, all right, well, maybe that's <laughs> the end of it. So then I thought, well, what I'll do is I will start a new season with Triple H. But I guess no matter, on the Raw side, no matter who you start a storyline with, you you start out taking on the big show, and Carlito and Davari and Chavo all have a, a plan called Strength in Numbers where they attack Big Show and they raise your hand and they make the Big Show think that you're in on it and you're part of their group and you're saying, no, 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 I don't want a part of this, I don't want any part of this. But by the end of it, you are a part of it and you beat Big Show in the steel cage and then you go on to the next storyline. And everybody I started with had to go through that. And I'm like, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to play this storyline again. So I thought, huh, I'll try the Big Show. Maybe his is different. He's the only guy that starts out differently, of course, because you are the Big Show. And he goes over to SmackDown to take on uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Bam Bam Bigelow, who hurt Mick Foley in a Legends match. (laughs) Now, after this, I don't know where it goes because I'm still right in the middle of that storyline. Okay. So I don't know if it's going to start repeating storylines again. I'm sure it will. But I, I, I haven't tried anything else on the game but the story modes. And it really sucks when they start repeating themselves because you've already spent your money. Now you're like, now what? 
I've seen it all. Yeah. I mean, I, I was I was told the storylines in the game were actually better than what's going on right now on some TV. Of them, but some of them are. Some of them are entertaining, and some of them, you know, like Tex, my buddy said, he wa- he came over and watched me play one night. He's like, dude, it's, he said, I can tell it's hard to put this down, isn't it? And I said, yeah, it is, when it's all new and fresh. When it starts repeating, you're just like, ah, skip, like, skip, yeah, skip, done this. skip, 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 you know. But, I mean... They don't even have you can you can unlock the DX entrance. You can create stables. I don't know what good that does you because they don't ever put you with your people. Your people don't ever come out and interfere in your matches to help you or hurt you. Is that maybe um, more generated for like online play where you can have your own stable and no because online, with on, it and online play all you do I took it online all you do is go in. There's not even a lobby to really talk to people. You just go in, you find a match, you get in a match, you wrestle the match. That's it. Uh, the I thought over. they were going to change that because they because. The last year's game I played online and it was really laggy. It wasn't really good, but you could have you could create your own belts and defend them against other people. You can. So, but I you thought can. they were going to change that up a little bit, make it a little more. Uh, maybe they'll have a little different format with the PS3 coming out. You know, so. it's possible. It's possible. But I mean, I haven't tried the general manager mode yet. Apparently, that's pretty cool. I haven't tried that yet. I plan on doing that after we get done taping the show tonight. So we'll we'll see. But it's definitely from the trade dog to your ears. Definitely a rental first. Don't screw around and buy it like I did, because now I'm thinking, <laughs> what can I trade this in for? So, yeah. Anyway, all right. It's Taboo Turkey Day, uh, the only show of its kind. But you know that already if you've listened to the first, well, almost an hour or so of the show. Um, basically, what we do is we put a poll up on the website, three of them, as a matter of fact, and we let the listeners vote on the subject matter they wanted to hear on their Taboo Turkey Day Wrestling News Live show. So uh, thanks to all of you that voted out there. I appreciate all that because without you, this show would have made absolutely no sense. So with that being said, we'll continue with Taboo Turkey Day and segment number three. And for your final segment on Taboo Turkey Day right here on Wrestling News Live, your choices were the Hardy Boys reunion on ECW, TNA's pay-per-view schedule outside of Orlando in 07, or Voodoo Kin Mafia. Good idea or bad idea? Or bad idea. All right, BKM, good idea or bad idea is your winner. And with the results, I believe the closest one of them all, Adam's going to give those to you. Yeah, you were right. This was a lot closer. I mean, it wasn't like it was insanely close. The uh, winner with the VKM question ended up with 52% of the vote. But uh, the Hardy Boys reunion and the TNA's pay-per-views in 2007, those were each very, very close. So this one, I, you know, and I, I know this, this may seem this way when you look at this, because um, I actually thought the Hardy Boys reunion was, was what I thought was going to win the segment, just because it was kind of fresh and it just you happened. You thought we had that many fat listeners out there? <laughs> well, maybe, I don't know, because, you know, I, I give the, the Hardy Boys, the, the fans, and people like that a lot of shit, but I was actually really impressed with their in-ring stuff on ECW this week, and I don't, I don't know if you watched it, Trey, because I know yeah. you're not a big ECW fan, but I thought that their in-ring stuff with the FBI was great, and it was probably one of the highlights of ECW this week, and that takes a lot for someone like me to say. Well, and, you know, I even said to JSK Monday night while watching Raw, you know, they looked good together when they were standing back there and all the different teams come out at the beginning of the show to talk smack. You know, you had the Hardy Boys standing there together, and they looked like they were supposed to be together. Like, they did, they, you know, they, that was natural. They were supposed to be a tag team, supposed to be together. 
And I just hope that eventually Vince does the right thing and puts them together. Are they going to stay on? They're not staying on ECW, but it was a well, long-time shot. It, it was something that kind of broke tonight, actually, before we before we started taping this. Um, they're going to be at. There's going to be a press press conference on Monday in Augusta, Georgia, for the ECW pay per view, the December to December. And um, it looks like the Hardy Boys are going to be there, and they may actually announce them as being a tag team match because that pay per view to uh, this Sunday is Survivor Series. The next Sunday is ECW's pay-per-view, and only one match has been announced, and that is the Extreme Elimination Chamber. So that shows how much planning and, and right. thought-out stuff has gone into this, this pay-per-view. Another thing, another thing, we've said it here on this show several times. We hate when we start to watch a Raw or a SmackDown, or even a TNA Impact for that matter, but mostly a Raw or a SmackDown, where right off the bat they announce the main event, and it's got like eight, nine people in it, and they're all the top superstars. Because yeah. then you know the rest of the show's going to blow. Because they've got everything tied up into one match, all their eggs in one basket. And that was what I said to JSK when we saw the Elimination Chamber, the Extreme Elimination Chamber for ECW. I had said, hey, look, this show's probably going to blow because they've got all their ECW talent really in one match, excluding Lashley, who is going to be in the match as well. They got Lashley, CM Punk, Sabu, Rob Van Dam, Big Show. I mean, it's just, it's all their top guys on that brand, and they have. You know, a few other guys left over maybe to use, but it's not going to be a, a solid card up and down. I guess you have to throw the Hardy Boys on there because... Kelly Kelly's going to dance for 35 minutes, and then she's finally going to be able to take off that bra. I mean, that would be a little perk, I guess, but... Hell yeah, know. it would. That's one fine son of a bitch right there. I don't care what but, anybody says. But it's just, you know, it's just... I, you know, we're, we're just starting to get kind of behind the ECW. ran a little bit. Ratings have slowly started to climb back up. Um, I'm still kind of attributing those ratings to the show being live or not, but, but yeah, I mean, not, not to get too far into this ECW conversation because I know we're supposed to be talking about the Voodoo Kid Mafia, but right. it's it's kind of sad when that pay per view is two weeks away and they have one match announced and that's it. Well, for those of you that uh, forgot what your segment three winner was for your Taboo Turkey Day poll, I will remind you: Voodoo Kid Mafia, good or bad idea? Okay, I am uh, pretty open and you know vocal about this. I think it's a bad idea. I don't know if I'm in the minority or the majority on this because I haven't really been paying attention. But um, I just I'm I think like this. Bottom line, where can this go? You're never going to see Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus the Voodoo Kid Mafia. It's just not going to happen ever. If it is, it's going to be so far down the line, nobody will care. It won't have anything to do with TNA, and it won't have anything to do with WWE. I don't understand what they think they're going to accomplish by doing this. Um, If this is just their way of letting Kip and BG be funny, there were other ways you could have done that. Um, I do understand, though, how the Voodoo Kin Mafia could be upset at DX reuniting on, on WWE programming, but again... Get over it, you know. I mean, ex-girlfriends always find new boyfriends. You know what I mean? It's it's a given. They, you, unless you're like Costanza and you turn them lesbian. But most of the time, <laughs> ex-girlfriends generally nine times out of ten find new boyfriends. And you just have to get over it and deal with it. It's just life. So I don't know what they think they're going to accomplish. Adam? Um... I'm, I'm going to take a different approach here. I'm going to say it's a good idea, and I'm going to, I'm going to say it's good for this reason alone. Um, they, the James gang was getting very stale. They were not getting their tactic title shots. They weren't and when giving they a did, chance. They, lose, 
they weren't really given a chance, but they, but they were still, it, it was almost like they were confused. They didn't know what to quite to do because we waited so long for those two guys to get together. They finally got together, and then they kind of almost dropped the ball a little bit. And I'm not, I'm not saying this is a good idea because I hate the WWE, I hate Vince McMahon, I hate Triple H and Shawn Michaels. It's not for that reason. Um, I, I think that if, if you want to do something like this and that you want to be vocal about a product right now that I feel is very mediocre, um, I've been the WWE defender on this program, and sure, you know this, for many years. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm sick of it. I don't like it. I think it's stupid. And especially the DX stuff, I don't find it funny. It's never going to be funny and I think that they have every right to criticize this storyline because they know the people that watch TNA are watching the DX stuff and they have I think it's it's funny that they have an opportunity on cable television in prime time to make fun of it and right. yeah they, they, they maybe could have gone a, a little bit better route with this because like you said Trey there's no payoff with this but I don't think they really went into this wanting a payoff because when DX went to WCW, they weren't looking for a payoff. They just wanted to make a little bang. Like I remember this is the thing that I always remember that Eric Bischoff says about WCW. When WCW finally beat WWE is when he made a noise and people went, oh, I, I like that. I'm going to watch that. And that's kind of what maybe TNA is trying to do with the stable. Maybe they're trying to create a little buzz. I'm not saying this is going to be the single reason why TNA beats the WWE or anything like that. I'm, don't, right. don't misconstrue my words. But... They're not doing anything with these guys. We don't like DX. I mean, maybe maybe some people do. I personally don't like this new DX. It's in it's it's the original guys, and it's still not even as funny as it was the first time around. And they have done this for. I mean, in the Monday Night Wars, and I, I hate to use this example again, but Jim Cornette would jump on television and make fun of WCW programming, and he would he would even bury people in the WWE. And it just it, it strikes me funny as when. When, when, when this happens right now, people are like, oh, they have no right to do that. Well, you know, the WWE did the same exact thing to WCW. Mm-hmm. And now this isn't, you know, obviously TNA isn't on the same playing field as WWE. They, they may never get to that point. But, you know what? I, I, I think that walking into this, I don't think they wanted a huge payoff and wanting Vince or Triple H or Shawn Michaels to show up at the Impact Zone. But it's something for them to do. It's something to create a bang and something to get... Because, like it or not, you're going to watch these segments, whether you like the storyline or not. You're yeah, gonna and they're going to be funny. Thursday night. Yeah, you want to see what they're going to do. I don't care if, if you hate those guys, you are still going to watch what they do regardless. You want to see how far they will take it. But my thing is, don't declare war on Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> there isn't going to be a war. It's going to be jibber-jabber, back-and-forth trash talk. You know, and that's that's another thing that I think TNA is looking for. I think they are trying to be the straw that stirs the drink, and they are trying to get WWE to notice them and fight back. They're trying to be. They're that little guy that wants to walk into the bar and hit the biggest, baddest motherfucker in there. Just to get everybody else's attention. Holy shit, you see that crazy little bastard? He walked right in and he hit that guy right in the nose. You know? Notice yeah. me, notice me. Hey, what are we, like the little dog jumping around the big bulldog. What are we going to do today? What are we going to do today? Ha, 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 you're my favorite, you're my hero, you're my hero. You know? They, mm-hmm. they want that big dog to notice them. They want that big dog's approval. Once that big dog fires back, then that little dog goes, we made it. Gotcha. We arrived. We're somebody now. They noticed us and they acknowledged us on pay-per-view or on television. They want DX to talk about the Voodoo Kid Mafia and make a comment or make a joke. Because then that just throws gasoline on the fire. And that lets what, to be honest with you, in the older, back in the day with DX, to me, the New Age Outlaws were the best part of DX. Yeah. 
you know? So it makes sense. The storyline makes sense. The jilted lover, it makes sense. The forgotten ones, it makes sense. Don't get me wrong. My thing is, what's the payoff? And we don't know yet, so we'll have to wait and see. Will we watch? Yeah. And to be honest with you, right now, I look forward to, like what Adam said, what will they do next? So, yeah, I look forward to it. Um, I guess I started this off by saying it's a bad idea. I still think it's a bad idea because of the payoff. But if TNA can get the big dog to bite and to fight back, maybe it's a good idea. A little too early to tell. We'll all find out together. <sighs> well, that being said, that was your segment number three of Taboo Turkey Day. That's what right there, yeah. Taboo Turkey Day. Taboo Turkey Day. Won't talk about Taboo Turkey Day. <laughs> you never thought you were going to get a chance to use that voice again. I know. Dropped it and changed it to Cyber Sunday, but now we can, yeah. so. It's Taboo Turkey Day right here. Taboo Turkey Day. Every November on WrestlingNewsLive.net. <laughs> we just ate the freaking pre-tapes, though. Yeah. Sick of it. You know what? We'll be back to normal next week. We'll be live. Yeah. I tell you what, we should probably do is take our third break of the night. And, and we need uh, to do a Survivor Series picks. We will do Survivor Series picks, and we'll wrap it all up. Wrap the turkey up. It's all coming up on Taboo Turkey Day. But before we do that, let's get a Taboo Turkey Day News Minute with the funky one, Adam Martin from WrestleView.com. All right, according to the latest domestic box office receipts, WWE Films is the Marine starring John Cena has grossed $18.8 million since its release. The film was carried in 521 theaters last weekend, a number that will continue to decrease over the next month. Uh, last week's meeting between the WWE and MMA organization Pride were described in a statement issued on WWE.com as, quote, cordial and informative. While it was noted that both companies met to discuss potential opportunities, no definite steps were taken at the meetings. And finally, Mickey James was not injured when Lita's knee hit her on the face on Monday Night Raw following a moonsault. James is said to be okay and will work the Survivor Series pay-per-view on Sunday. As noted earlier, this Sunday will also be Lita's final scheduled appearance for the WWE. So with your Wrestling News Live News Minute, I am Adam Martin of www.wrestleview.com. Adam, let me add something to your News Minute. I uh, do want to say that the Marine starring John Cena here in Springville, Missouri, it's already at the Dollar Theaters. So look for JSK how to actually spend a buck or two and maybe go see this coming up soon if it doesn't leave the Dollar Theater and go to video soon. <laughs> hey, this is Triple H from the World Wrestling Federation. you found the right spot for great entertainment, so keep listening right where you are. Are you a WWE fan that stands out from the rest? Prove it and we'll put you on TV. Got a brain for stats? A great story to tell? We want to hear from you. Go to Raw at USANetwork.com for details. Hey, race fans. America's number one motorsport is available like never before. It's the Stock Car Zone, the podcast for race fans with me, your crew chief, Corey Costello. Each week, I'll take you inside my little mental garage for all things stock car racing. The NASCAR Nextel Cup, Bush Series, Craftsman Trucks. If it's NASCAR, you'll find it in the zone. You can even get involved by calling our pit stop line at 1-866-917-RACE. So check it out. Stock Car Zone, the podcast for race fans, available weekly at StockCarZone.com. The hottest primetime wrestling-based audio show every single Sunday night from 8 to 10 o'clock Eastern Time, Russell Talk Radio. Interviewing such stars as Booker T. This is Booker T. Matt Hardy. This is Matt Hardy, version one. AJ Styles. This is the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. And many, many others. 
Wrestle Talk Radio with your hosts, the Heartbreaker, Tim Stein. You are my giant fifth grade crush. The Gigolo. Hail to the King, baby. JJ Sexy. Do I make you horny? And Slam Wrestling, Jason Clutter. I shall call him Minnie. WTR Sunday Night. It is offensive. Located at www.wrestletalkradio.com. Fortunately, taste is irrelevant. Tune in every single Sunday night from 8 o'clock Eastern Time. the wrestling show that's for the fans by the fans wrestling news live back to you guys all right everybody welcome back to taboo turkey day i am the trade dog alongside my tag team partner for this week the funky one himself from wrestleview.com the official news source oh wrestling news live adam martin adam uh How's Taboo Turkey Day treated you thus far? Treated me very, very good. I was trying to fight back some uh, burps, though, because I'm still digesting the uh, the turkey, turkey I had earlier yeah. tonight. So, uh, what's the stuff in turkey that makes you sleepy? I I don't know. Tryptophan. Sleepy. So tryptophan, I think, is what it is. Is that what it is? Or okay. Yeah. Did you take a big nap after you turkeyed out? No, because I mean, I I did it on Thursday, you know, the, the, with the other side of the family, and then the, the other family tonight, and just you know, overload on turkey and food, and you gain about five, ten pounds every Thanksgiving, and then with Christmas coming up, you know, I'm gonna have to actually start uh, working out for a change because I uh, you start noticing the belly getting a little bigger as right. uh, this time of the year rolls around. So chicks don't dig that. No, they don't dig that, especially not even here, not even so. in Iowa. No, especially when you're in college, you're supposed to be, you know. Right. Physically fit, so that's where. Well, that's where you're supposed to start developing the the, the belly because it's a beer belly usually. But well, yeah, yeah, but not for chops. No, not for me. Chops not a big beer guy. No. However, speaking of uh, beer, uh, JSK and I for Thanksgiving went to Buffalo Wild Wings as we said earlier and watched the Chiefs beat the Donkeys and in a, the Donkeys <laughs> in a four quarter game. Our bar tab with food though was uh, well over ninety dollars. Wow. Well, happy Thanksgiving, then, I guess. Yeah, I was told I had a great time. I had ten shots of Jaeger on the tab, so, uh, <laughs> ten. Ten shots of Jaeger on my tab. Yeah. So, uh, almost got in a fight with a Bronco fan. Really? Yeah. Matter of fact, in the fourth quarter, when it was pretty much a given the Chiefs were going to hold on to win, he started in again. Chiefs suck! And he's wearing a wife beater and a red do-rag. Oh, God. So I looked over at him and I said, hey, bub, do us a favor. If you can't come up with anything better than Chief, sh- Chief Suck, shut the hell up. <laughs> I was drunk as shit, too. Bulletproof. I didn't care. <laughs> you are bulletproof, yeah, I know. And he looked at me like, I can't believe you said that. And I said, that's right. <laughs> I fucking said that. Matter of fact, you fucking idiot. If you're going to cheer for the Broncos in a place that's full of Chiefs fans, don't wear red. Oh, shit. Uh, just like the John Cena fan in Orlando. Yeah. That's exactly what he reminded me of, that guy right there. You can't yeah. see me. No, can't I just saw me. you got your ass whipped, though. As he goes out in the parking lot and changes his Jets jersey to a Cowboys jersey. Yeah, yeah. That made me feel like shit. Cause... Oh, yeah. well. Continuing on with your Taboo Turkey Day. Thanks yeah, to yeah, everybody that, that voted. And participated. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will start, I believe. Let's see. Uh, 
want to give you plenty of time to do it, unlike last year, where the Christmas craptacular last year, I think we put it all together in a week, if memory serves me correctly, because we just yeah. kind of came up with the idea at the last minute. Uh, basically, for those of you that don't know, shame on you. For those of you that do, we will again have your Christmas craptacular well wishes that you will call in and record right here on our Skype line, and uh, we'll have a graphic up explaining everything and what to do on the website, WrestlingNewsLive.net, that um, you obviously already know where it's at or you wouldn't be listening to this show. Exactly. Um, basically, what you do is you'll just call in and go, Hey, this is Trey, and I want to say Merry Christmas to Adam Martin. He's my favorite. Woo! Or wait, that was more like a TRL request. But Who is the dude that would always call in and like really put me over? I don't we, had, we, had a, we had a caller that was Yeah, just... he's from right here in Missouri, too. Yeah. yeah. Forgot his name. Because he hasn't called in a long well, time. Well, just open but... up your checkbook and look back to some of the checks you've written. <laughs> that was a little scary because, you know, he's like, that dang old Adam Martin, man. Tell you what. Well, I'll tell you what, that guy out there, he's the glue that holds this shit together. Oh, yeah. He's that was the really peanuts in the turd, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Christmas Craptacular again because that was the a first of any other wrestling radio shows, and they've never really had a thing where they involve the fans, where the fans would call in and give their wishes. That, like I say, right. every every time I, I get our stats sent to us, that is still the most downloaded show every single month. Adam so. has a, Adam has a famous saying that he probably has never said on the show. I'll see if I can go to him into saying it now. But like when I was explaining to him what I thought Taboo Turkey Day should be, he always says a, a mm. saying. It's and another thing that sets us apart from everybody else. That would be it. It's another thing yeah. we do that sets us apart from everybody else. Often imitated, never duplicated. Mm-hmm. Wrestling News Live. Now, um... Who was it that there were a couple of wrestlers that listened to the Craptacular that you met? Uh, the Big Show did for sure. He told me that. And so that <laughs> he really enjoyed that show. So and, and maybe he, he will be listening soon to you singing to his theme music. Yeah, I every... wonder if he's caught one of the shows where I sing his, Well, it's the Big Show! Yeah, he would, he would definitely, I think he would get a kick out of that. I so. dig the Big Show, man. I really do. I dig the Big Show. <laughs> right. my, my aunt is apologizing to me right now because she was yelling really loud in the background, so... Everybody's apologizing. Put her on the microphone. Right Put her on the microphone. Do you want to talk? Yeah, let me talk to her. She just moved to Florida. Here, talk. You're on the air. Who is it? Who is it? All right, this hey, is. Trey. Hey, how are you? I am doing very fine. We are um, at the Martin, uh, you know, Thanksgiving like Turkey Day. So. Oh, well, so I guess I should call you Aunt Funky White Boy because that's what I call Adam. So that would make you Aunt Funky White Boy. No, I am Aunt Chops. Ant, okay. Ant chops. <laughs> chops Burgundy, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, on the program. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, you know what though? Um, I got a very cool, um, awesome, you know, like little uh, fun little loving little uh, Adam here, okay. and he is like really cool. And um, but he's got a really cool aunt too, and I teach him everything I know. And well, we aunt, are doing aunt. everything. Um, like on the sailing thing, so he's going to be doing that with me down in Florida. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. Well, very cool. It was nice to meet you, Aunt Chops Burgundy. Yes, absolutely. So what else is going on here in the live, wild, uh, Well, online? we're doing what we call, uh, it's our Thanksgiving show. We like to call Taboo okay. Turkey Day. Oh. So uh, just a way of us doing a show, because we don't want to do it live for the fans, because we have time with our family. So we wait until like 10, 11 o'clock at night, and we pre-record a show for our listeners. Cool. All so right. that's what awesome. we're in the process of doing now. Okay. Well, you know, Adam, 
Adam's a cool guy, and so I'll just like head, um, take off the headphones and give them back to yeah, you. All right. Live Adam Wild Martin. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. I'm back. Two questions. Yeah. How much has Aunt Funky White Boy had to drink tonight? Oh, and, there's plenty uh, of alcohol in the house tonight, believe me or not, yeah. And, uh, we're having fun over here. How many checks did you have to write her to tell people on the air that you were cool? Dude, see, that's the misconception. I, I, everyone thinks I'm cool that, that knows me, but people listen to the show have the exact opposite opinion, so. But see, I know you, I think you're cool. I think you're. But, uh, you know, she's apologizing. She's like, I, I didn't want to be a jerk, Adam. I'm going to be a jerk. No, you're fine, Aunt Janice. Aunt you're Janice. Good. Okay, Aunt yeah. Janice. Because yeah. I called yeah. you Aunt Funky, called her Aunt Funky White Boy, and she corrected me and said, "No, I'm Aunt Chops Burger." Yeah, they don't. They don't know me as Funky White Boy. They don't. They don't know that joke. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Well, you've been. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later what it means. So. You, you've been the Funky White Boy in our hearts for. I know for, for, for like four or five years. Yeah. yeah. So. So. All right. Well, uh, I guess we should go ahead and jump into uh, the Survivor <laughs> series. Yeah, we should. If we must. I don't have any documentation in front of me, so take, I do. I take do. Do my hand. Do you from, like, the least important to the most important? Yes, take my hand, okay. oh funky one, and lead me through Survivor Series. Sure. Um, the first match, let's get this here. Uh, first match is Lita's final match in the WWE for the Women's Championship. She'll be defending her title against Mickey James. So did, did, did JSK get any picks in, or did we get a chance to do that? Yet? No, we didn't get a chance to do that. Okay, are we going to include him in this? Because I didn't know We will. We will. What I'll do okay. is I will get his picks, and when you post them on the website, they'll be added with our picks. Okay, so I'll let you take that one first for the women's title leader. You know, I don't think we're going to do a woman wins the belt and retires thing again, so I'm going to go with Mickey James because she's okay. been getting dogged out and played out by Lita, and Lita is no Trish Stratus in the eyes of the fans or the company, obviously. So uh, I'm going to say Mickey James. I will agree. I mean, I don't. I hate to agree with you because I like the picks. I'm sure there'll be one or two picks in here that I'll make that I'll disagree to switch it up a little bit. Right. But yeah, it just wouldn't make any sense. And, and this is, I have a problem with this whole match because the one with Trish, they really built it up. You know, it was her final match. They made it feel really emotional. And with Lita, we knew this was coming, but and they then, just kind of yeah. She's did like, it on oh, Monday. by the way, by the way, I'm retiring on Sunday, and that was by the way, I'm so. going to go to Florida and hang out with Aunt Janice. <laughs> exactly. So she she does have a band tree. I don't know if you have checked out her band. Um, I heard the band playing, and I heard Lita trying to sing, but I couldn't Which make it Which is what a lot anything. of wrestlers should do. They try to sing when they have a band. So. Well, I haven't heard her sing. The band was way too loud in the clip that I saw, and I, I couldn't make out four words if I had to. Yeah, she has a MySpace page, and you can listen. It's I think it's called the Luchadors or something like that. I don't. The Luchagores. Luchagores, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Luchagores. Okay, sorry. Um, all right, so you took Mickey, I took Mickey, and okay. we'll be Jay's case picks later tonight. Uh, next, and I, I'm going in order of how they, they announced these matches uh, two weeks ago, every single day at 3 p.m. Eastern, so I'm just going in the order that they announced these. So the next match they had announced um, was a first blood match between The Undertaker and Mr. Kennedy. And Kennedy! I'm, I'm going to, and based on the news, Kennedy. I did the news minute with The Undertaker being injured with the rib stuff, he's going to be really limited in what he can do. And because this is a first blood match, it's not going to be, like, you know, really detrimental to the character if he gets pinned or submitted. So I'm going to say that Mr. Kennedy wins. I am going to take Mr. Kennedy because of the injury and the fact that uh, Undertaker can then step away for a little while. You don't want to have your winner disappear. Exactly. So I'm so. going to go with Mr. Kennedy. And I, you know what? I'm going to even go even further on a limb and use a storyline that I believe was Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Undertaker in a first blood match where uh, Paul White, now known as The Big Show, yep. 
actually jumped the Undertaker back or jumped uh, Stone Cold backstage and hit him and opened him up so that he'd be easier to open up during the pay-per-view. Look, there you look, go. Look so. for something like that to happen again with Kennedy and the Undertaker. And Kennedy's is still in line for a very, very big push. So this could be the beginning of that, and it's been going that way for a while now. So I, I would definitely agree with you on that one. Um, next match on the card again. This is still in order of how they announced it. World Heavyweight Championship match. King Booker defending his title against Batista. Hmm. You go first. Why do I have to keep going first? Did you go, did you go first last time? Oh no, you went Kennedy. first last time. Yeah. Um, exactly. I am going to say Batista because I think it's just time. Well, damn it, I'm going to say Batista, too, and I don't want to keep agreeing on all these picks. That's three for three right all there. All we're doing yeah, is I mean, helping JSK win if we keep agreeing. <laughs> we're going to be... Well, you thought JSK was going to win last time because he was taking all the safe picks. and um, That's why when you said, lost. I can't believe it, I won, I went, how did you Yeah, win? I know, and I told you, I, I had six wins. You guys had five, so I barely won. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Batista. I mean, it just... It's time for like you to lose your title just like Booker T. And he had, actually, I, I didn't even realize this, but they're holding the pay-per-view in Philadelphia, and that was where he relinquished the title because of his injury. No, so they could play off that, and I forgot about that. And this is the I same building I gave away my title when I was hurt, and I'm back to reclaim what's rightfully mine. Exactly. So that's, it's wrestling. you got to do that. So. And you got to talk like uh, this. <laughs> and thank you for saying what needed to be said, you son of a bitch. You still got to get a clip of that to play on the show when I... Yeah, I do. I gotta work on that. Yeah, I'll I'll do that so yeah. you don't forget. Okay. Um, next match on the card: United States Championship match. Chris Benoit defending his title against Chavo Guerrero. I'm gonna take Chavo Guerrero just simply because Ooh, uh, it just feels like a screw job. Are you are you gonna take Chavo too? Aren't you? No, I'm not. But go ahead okay, and finish why right. you're taking Chavo. Um, I'm taking Chavo just because of the whole thing with Vicky Guerrero and they're they're trying to build that up and someone could easily cause Benoit this match with with Vicky being in the corner and. You know, Benoit is someone I'm a little disappointed in in that they, they don't use his character quite well. He's a former world champion. He comes back. He's great in the ring, but they kind of demote him to this area. I don't see it's a demotion, but because they, they call this a heavyweight title. If you, I mean, that's what they did in the WCW. I don't know if they are referring to it as a heavyweight title in the WWE, but it just would make sense to me that maybe they, if they want to continue this going in, because I don't even know if they have a really big direction for Chavo with Rey Mysterio being out now with injuries, so... I, I, I would guess they will continue this because there is a pay-per-view next month. So, based on that, I'll say Chavo. I will say Benoit for several reasons. One, he's Chris Benoit. Uh, two, I believe it'll be next month when Vicky Guerrero says, this is my last match and then I'm going to retire. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go join the Luchagors. Um, I just don't see Chavo and this Vicky thing lasting very long. I just really, it's got to die, it's got to die and got to end soon. It just has to. Um, and what better person to do it than Chris Benoit? So I'm taking for no other reason because I like the guy, Chris Benoit. All right. Uh, this is our first of three traditional Survivor Series elimination matches. Dun, dun, dun. Um, this was originally supposed to have Roddy Piper in it. He had to go out because of that surgery he got. So now it's going to be Ric Flair, Ron Simmons, who's replacing Roddy Piper, Damn. Dusty Rhodes, uh, and Sergeant Slaughter with Arn Anderson in their corner versus the Spirit Squad with Mitch in their corner. Hmm. So you go first. I'm going to say to follow the trend. I'm going to take the old farts to beat the Spirit Squad because the Spirit Squad are about to break up. And I wish I had a more original answer, but yeah, that just that just seems like the smart thing to go with. And it just they've been teasing it. They teased it again on Raw with uh, Kenny and um, who's the other guy. Eventually, mm -hmm. the other faggots are going to turn their back on. Kenny. Oh yeah, I know. They just they're going to say, say, you know what? Screw you and let him get beat down, and okay. then eventually they'll break up. 
So yeah, that's that's. I mean, I think everybody sees it going that way. So I don't know what really else we could add to that, but just the way we see it going. I'm um, your second Survivor Series elimination match. Uh, with Captain John Cena, the WWE Champion, with Rob Van Dam, Sabu, Kane, and Bobby Lashley against the ECW Champion Big Show, Test, Umaga, Finley, and MVP. Wow, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, uh, you forgot somebody. I did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're not even on the show. Oh, uh, no. That sucks. I thought they would, yeah, I, I thought they were booked somewhere. And um, not. You go first. I'm going to take... Shit, this is, this is a tough one. Don't take a shit. No, I don't want to take a shit. You're right. Come out with stink like that. Poop. Your poop mouth. Poop out of your mouth. I haven't, I haven't sworn that much tonight, so I haven't been the big poop mouth. But um, I'm going to say the heels will win. Big Show, Test, Umaga, Finley, and MVP for no reason other than they think that they'll put the heels over in this match. No real reason, but I'll just say that. Because you got another one after that. I know. That's why I was going to take them, but I'll... You don't have to take them. Who are the faces in this match again? Faces in the match are John Cena, Rob Van Dam, Sabu, Kane, and Bobby Lashley. Which, with John Cena in the mix, you know, you can usually take him as a safe bet as he'll always win a pay-per-view. But... I'm going to take them just because he is the WWE champion. Okay. Although I think think that the Big Show Umaga team is the best put-together team on the card. Yeah, it makes sense. So, All right, elimination match number three. This is another five-on-five. You have D-Generation X, CM Punk, Matt Hardy, and Jeff Hardy versus the World Tag Team Champions Edge and Randy Orton, Mike Knox, Johnny Nitro, and the Cruiserweight Champion Gregory Helms. Jeff Hardy is also an Intercontinental Champion. I forgot to mention that. Uh, But you get to go first, Trey. I'm going to take Team DX, Team Extreme. Team DX, okay. I, and I'm not going to give a reason, other than that's because they're Team DX. I, and team extreme. I, I'm going to do the same thing. I mean, we really don't have a lot of logical things to add to these. I mean, it just no, because it can be anything. I mean, anything yeah. can happen. So I'll, I'll agree and say Team DX. So. This is the kind of pay per view that's based more on what they've got planned for the future than what they've done to build up to it. Yeah, it's uh, just a you know. So without us, without us back, working so. for the WWE and creative, we don't know what they have planned. So it's hard to it's hard to pick these. That's why I think I have a better shot to win this than Adam does. Yeah, I know. I'm, I might actually poop it on this one because I'm still what, three. I'm I've won three of these already. We've yeah. only done three, so I may be going. And time and, and, and logic says eventually you'll lose. And it does. Yeah, you, you have know. to lose sometimes. So I will be right there to pick up the pieces. Um, and you're gonna call in the Hangover and brag about it, right? Fucking a right, I am. <laughs> Should I review our picks again or? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, in uh, Lita versus Mickey James for the women's title, we both took Mickey James. In uh, The Undertaker versus Mr. Kennedy in a first blood match, we both say Mr. Kennedy will win. The World Heavyweight Championship match, King Booker and Batista, we both say Batista will win the title. In Benoit versus uh, Chavo Guerrero for the United States Championship, you say Benoit will win the oh, will retain his title. I say Chavo will win the title. In the Legends versus Spirit Squad match, we both took the old farts, as you told them. Yes. Um, in the second elimination match, you took... Team, uh, team John Cena or John Cena's team, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. and I took the Big Show's team. And in the last elimination match, we both took Team DX, and we will get JSK's picks here later tonight as well. So for the most part, you and I are like peas in a pod, and just like pigs. Except in a for like two two matches where we disagree, but on. we agree for the most part. Yeah. My my. <laughs> wow wow. Wait, boy, you know what? 
I tell you, here I am, baby. Shine, silver. I'm yours. I'm yours, baby. That was the strangest thing. I can't believe you still have that. Yeah, it's just in my... <laughs> just you, like, listen to that when you get bored at night? It's in my archives. Only when okay. I think of you. Nice. I still have this one, too. I like that last one. Even though we're so incredibly white, you're like the white redneck, and I'm the white guy from right. Iowa City. So. All right, well, um, let's... uh. Move on to the pumpkin pie portion of Taboo Turkey Day because that would mean it's over. The pumpkin pie, that's good. I like that. Uh, so, time to say goodbye to Jed and all his kin. We kind yeah. of thank you guys for stopping in. Uh, thank you very much for participating in your Taboo Turkey Day. Look forward to the uh, Christmas craptacular and more announcements on that to come as we get closer to Christmas. Um, I, the thing I enjoyed about the craptacular was the thing I got to do with some of the troops. So, again, this year, I will have clips from the troops in this area uh, that are stationed in Iraq and Afghanistan and places that you know where they can't be with their families. Granted, not all their families probably listen to Wrestling News Live, but it makes them feel good yeah. to get a chance to say Merry Christmas. And it's a way that I can let them know that Missouri misses them. And through my media connections, I'm allowed to do stuff like that, so I try to there take advantage go. of it. So uh, I don't have the money to go do uh, a WNL tribute to the troops live from Iraq, like Vince does. But uh, I watched that uh, press conference, by the way. If you get a chance on WWE.com, check it out. Because I'm a Did big you like the uh, Todd Grisham joke about dating all the divas? And, and because I dated half of them. Ha-ha! Duh! Duh! Yeah. And then, of course, JBL goes, they're the wrong sex. Yeah. You're like, you're like the JBL of this show. Am I? Yeah. Well, wh- how am I supposed to take that? Well, it's not a bad thing. You just you're just always quick with like the gay jokes all the time. Not not always. Not always, but most I, of the time. Uh-huh. I I don't. I leave that to you. I leave that to you. <laughs> she does have a nice big old behind. I'd like to put some barbecue sauce on that button. Just we're just we're just full of sound clips tonight. Thank right. you, Janice. Uh, she's giving me a kiss on the cheek here. Oh, and Janice. Does Aunt Janice uh, have a big old behind? I like she did, she didn't listen to the, the whole pics there, so yeah, she just said good job, and she gave me a kiss on the cheek. So the most, thank you, Aunt most, Janice. That's the most play from thank a you. female you've had in months. Uh well, maybe since July. I've been on a dry spell since July. I will fully admit to that. That's because that was the last time you were in C twenty three. Ah, that was. Maybe you gave me bad luck. No, maybe I, you know, gave you good luck, and you went. Home I have no problem time. admitting that it's been since July. Sue me. Wow, I met a chick named Amy last night who's 28 with tits as big as your head. <laughs> you and the young chicks, man. Man. She's 28. I'm 31. That's a great fit. I know, I know. Yeah, it's not that far away. But if, like, I dated a 28-year-old. And she was from Illinois, so I sent her home with a smile. So she's leaving tomorrow. <laughs> She'll always remember Springfield, Missouri. Exactly. Um, so uh, ne- I should mention, I- I'm, o- I'm the next week guy on this show. I know Trey hates that when I cut him off. He's getting ready to say goodbye. But next week on next the show. Next week on the show. Uh, we're going to talk about December to dismember, or lack thereof. There's only one match so far. I mean, that could change this week with the Hardy Boys at the press conference. But there's only one match, and that's the Extreme Elimination Chamber. But we will talk about that pay-per-view, give our picks. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of news, because there's always news every week. And We'll also take your phone calls on a lot of the stuff that I'm sure 
you wanted to talk about this week as far as Genesis, yeah. the pay-per-view, the Samoa Joe match with Kurt Angle, uh, the title I'm change. sure we'll get into the, the Tyson Tomko thing a little bit more. It was oh, yeah. quick. Oh, yeah. So. Tyson Tomko, the problem solver, showing up on TNA. And that's one of the guys that you go, man, why are they still bringing in WWE guys? It just makes sense, dude. Tyson Tomko was Christian's biggest asset and problem solver. Yep. It's perfect. It's a perfect fit. Works good. And I kept so. waiting all night going, okay, Adam said something big was happening tonight. And well, I wanted to happen put this yet. in, like, you know, the poll stuff, but then that would have been a big spoiler and people would have been pissed right. off. So. so I was like, nothing's happened yet. What the hell's going on here? And then boom. I was the like, hell? Oh, okay, well, that makes sense. There you go. All right, well, we're going to wrap this up. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Taboo Turkey Day, uh, the first ever Taboo Turkey Day for Wrestling News Live is in the books. Have a good night. I am the Trey Dog, and this is my uh, tag team partner currently until... My real partner gets his voice back. He's still doing well. Uh, just still doesn't have a voice. Chemotherapy is a motherfucker, I guess. So keeps him from being able to talk. I like it because it keeps the apartment quiet. But other than that, you know, <laughs> keeps, him nice do- keeps him from doing the show. And I know he's, <laughs> he's looking forward to coming back and doing the show soon. So uh, keep sending your well wishes to him on the message board. We will check you guys out live next week, 7 o'clock Eastern and uh, 6 o'clock Central. Right here on Wrestling News Live, audiowrestling.com, and tpsradio.net. Good night, everybody.